This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. French flute composers, represented by Chalet Marie Widor, have a talent for weaving melodic lines that create an air of mystery. That observation comes from flautist Zach Tadi, who, playing Widor, Debussy, and Bach, performs in the upcoming recital Mystique. The event is something of a last hurrah for Tad E while he is in the Philippines, as he recently embarked upon a new stage in his career and flew stateside to further his education. It has, thus far, been an interesting and sometimes difficult journey, as he told us shortly before his departure. And indeed, on Maestro Filipino, we listen to the story and the music of flautist Zach Tad E from his beginnings studying piano and then voice to teaching through the pandemic, to the conception of the recital, Mystique. To give us a foretaste of that performance, welcome Tad E with pianist Ding Dong Fiel in the first and second movements of Johann Sebastian Bach's Flute Sonata in E Minor, BWV 1034. Thank you. 
think I did a lot of things, relatively a lot of things while I was growing up. Although I must say, I wasn't really very serious about it at that time. So I started formally learning music through piano lessons when I was eight. We had a, a simple upright piano back then. It was my mom's wish to have her children take lessons. I did that for a couple of years, quite a traditional approach. I really enjoyed the sound of the piano and the experience, but I should say I, I, was, I was not very much a fan of the approach. And so after a few years, I thought, oh, maybe I'd like to stop now. After that, I felt like I wanted to sing, although I didn't pursue that formally too. So I joined the high school choir of my school. And that's when everything felt so natural. And I think that's when I learned that I wanted to pursue music. I really enjoyed that time up to a point where, if I recall that right, I would enjoy going to school only because of the thought that I would sing after classes around third year or fourth year high school. That was when I started my formal lessons with a flute too. Again, I wasn't too serious about it at that time. I didn't know that that was what I wanted to do. But as any high school student would probably experience, the time came when I needed to decide on a program. What will I do? And I knew back then that I wanted to pursue music. And I loved what I was doing, singing in a choir, the, the feeling and the sense of community was so strong that I wanted to do it. But I wasn't equipped with the necessary tools to do conservatory training for that specific field. And then it hit me, oh, the only musical field or probably a serious performance medium that I think I'm quite prepared to do is to play the flute. So I decided to find a flute program. And that's when I approached a serious flute teacher after a few years of not taking lessons. And then I went to USD. Paranyake. This is where I grew up. And in Metro Manila, we don't have a lot of symphony bands like what they have maybe in Rizal or Bulacan. Here's how I got into the flute. At that time, I really wanted to learn the saxophone. But then when I went to the music store, hmm, maybe I should look into getting one. So I looked at the display instruments and then I saw there's a student saxophone about 20,000 pesos. And then I saw the student flute beside it, that silver thing, it's shining. I saw the price tag, 4,000 pesos. I think my, my mind was too simple to analyze things for myself and for my future. And then I thought, I'm a simple high school boy. I will be asking my parents to fund this project. So let's go with a 4,000 peso instrument. I started my conservatory training in 2012. I studied with... Professor Eric Barcelo, one of the flute guardians, I would like to call that, of the Philippines. Probably everyone must have worked with him. I studied with him for seven years while I was there. And my USD experience is quite rich. I was able to play with the USD Wind Orchestra. And then after that, with the USD Symphony, where I really enjoyed so much time playing beautiful classical masterworks. I graduated in 2019. And then after that, the reality started to sink in. I finished a performance degree. We only have about nine seats of professional flute performance positions. I believe I wasn't ready for anything as serious as that. 
as a performance job. So I thought, well, what should I do? So the next most practical thing came in. So I should teach. I tried to find a good teaching gig. And I was blessed to find a studio that accommodates a lot of steady applied music students. It's actually a part-time gig, but almost full-time. I used to teach 20 hours a week of instrumental lessons. And then after that, the pandemic started. So another level of heightened reality that hit me. What do I do now? No more applied music lessons in person, which I enjoyed a lot. I learned a lot from the many students that I had, kids, adult beginners. I handled beginner piano classes and flute students. And then everything stopped. So I tried to find a way to make my time productive. That's when I got into online teaching too. For a couple of months now, that's how I spend most of my time. Same piano and flute students. I enjoy this a lot. And it's probably a silver lining because back then I only had access to students who were physically near me or near the studio. But now I have students from even outside of the Philippines. When I started, I was teaching with an iPad. And everything was a challenge. How do I set the camera up? How will my students hear the sound of the piano, my voice? Well, all at the same time. How do I point specific passages? How do I explain how it sounds if they won't be able to perceive the sound that I make in the studio? All of those things. And booking students is quite a challenge at first too because I used to be a part of a company. And then after that, where do I find a job? <laughs> so everything was a challenge at first. But as time progressed, I was able to adapt and I tried to find ways to make the platform effective as a musician. I don't have a specific sweet spot for a specific style. But recently, as I was trying to explore more of the flute repertoire, I found a, a deeper appreciation with the standard French conservatory pieces for flute. They're big standards. Almost all flutists play them. But I never really understood or appreciated them until I had the time to explore a few of those masterpieces. From a teacher, you are now returning to life as a student. You will be studying abroad. So tell us a little bit about the background of that decision. When I finished my degree, it never really felt like I'm secured with what I can do, with what I was able to develop. And I really wanted to go deeper and broader into the craft. After school, for me, that was the next logical way to go. I'll be leaving in, in a few days' time, and it's something that I've been really looking forward to for the past two years. I was supposed to go last year, but for me, it's another silver lining too, with the time that the new kind of life that we have, I had an opportunity to go deeper into what I do. I was able to dig into my, my small library and, and find my, my studies and the classical standards that I wasn't able to explore so much when I was in college. I played new pieces. I was able to take lessons with a few new people with whom I've learned so much and I was inspired to explore more music because of them. That's why I'm moving to another stage, doing graduate studies. I'm really excited about how diverse and culturally rich 
New York is and how enormously vibrant the performance scene is there. To be honest, at first, when I was entertaining the thought and when I was going through my options and my plans, I felt like I'm just a speck of sand or even smaller when I reach New York. But I hope to be inspired by that setup and to gain a broader sense of what it is to do music as a way of life, to subject myself willingly to a world-class performance standard, although that will probably mean a lot of sacrifice in my part, but to challenge myself to take that direction, to make the most of the gift that I have. So why did you decide to uh, mount a concert with Manila Pianos? (laughs) That was really a blessing that I didn't see coming. It happened because a few weeks ago, I just got a message from a very good friend, Mr. Ding Dongfiel. Hey, would you be willing to do a recital for Manila Piano's Artist Series? And I said, yes, of course, sure, let's go. When? But after that, I thought, I don't have so much time to prepare and I'll be leaving in a few weeks' time. So my resources in terms of time, energy, and all of these are very limited. So I asked, when is this going to happen? When's the next free slot? And, and then we, we talked, we talked. And then I said, I can only do a recording on this specific day. And I can only rehearse on this day. And he said, that's very timely because I'll be going back to Manila a few days before. So let's do it. He said, I'll message Mr. C. Facunda. And I was surprised. I thought he would get back to me after days. I got a call after five minutes. And then I, I met Sir Richard for the first time through Messenger. He asked, what would you want to play? And then I send them a message of the pieces that I think I would be able to play given the limited time that I have. In 15 minutes, we were able to organize a a recital of about 40 minutes of serious music. It's been a year since we've started living life in this new normal. I've spent quite a considerable amount of time studying, uh, taking lessons, and exploring pieces. But this is the first serious opportunity to play, to collaborate with a wonderful pianist, to be recorded, and to perform in a nice venue like Manila Piano's Boutique. So I quickly grabbed the opportunity. The two big works, the Bach Flute Sonata in E minor, and the Widower Suite for Flute and Piano were two pieces that I performed during my graduation recital for college. And Debussy's Syrinx, two-minute work, but very substantial, was something that I tried to learn during the pandemic. So it's a pandemic project. Since I did them with Ding Dongfiel two years ago for school, it has been quite a challenge at first. And back then, I had a very lengthy program with very challenging pieces. And I had two years with them in my closet, in, in, in my literal closet, in, in my heart and mind's closet. I listened to them once in a while, play them once in a while too. So for this, when I was thinking of what I could prepare, the first thing that I thought of was the practical intention of playing something that Ding Dong and I have already played. And we had a lot of coaching sessions about these wonderful pieces. And I think I was already able to at least touch the base of the emotional landscape of those pieces. The Bach Sonata in E minor 
for me is a mix of introspection and then the faster movements are moments of flair and fiery energy. The Widow Suite is an exhibit of masterfully crafted lines. I think this is a trademark, although I understand my artistic sense should go beyond stereotypes, but I feel this French style very strongly. How they masterfully craft lines that go from line to another line, that metamorphose to another line in a way that it captures a certain emotional landscape, a mood that's very mysterious for me, a feel of mystery of something that's not brute strength, not fire and brilliance, but that sense of mystery. I hope with our humble attempt to interpret those pieces, the listeners would be able to hear those expressions. It's really my deep and strong hope that my humble attempt to interpret Bach, Debussy, and Widor would encourage the listeners to be more attentive to a sense of attentiveness to the mysterious, to the deeper meanings that are beyond the physical, the empirical, or to where the empirical points to even in a deeper way.
Our guest, flautist Zach Tad'i, with pianist Ding Dongfiel, brought to us the third movement of Charles-Marie Widor's Flute Sonata, Opus 34. Earlier, we heard the first and second movements of Johann Sebastian Bach's Flute Sonata in E minor, BWV 1034. Tad'i performs Widor, Bach, and Debussy in the recital Mystique, part of the Manila Pianos Artist series. Mystique premieres online on August 6, Friday, at 7.30 p.m. For details, visit facebook.com slash manilapianosartistseries. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 4 in the afternoon, the following Wednesday at 2 in the early morning, and lastly the next Thursday at noon. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud channel. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.